Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hein. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a very exciting episode for you guys, one that we have been waiting to record for months now. It is day one, game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, St. Louis Blues versus the Colorado Avalanche tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, so it's going to be a late one for me. Um, But I am so excited. We're going to be covering that. We're going to get into the keys to the game, um, as well as covering the rest of the league and some of those playoff matchups. But I'm excited for the playoffs, Tommy, and I I know you are too. I can't wait. It felt like a long time coming, dude. Especially like through the course of the season, like we've seen so many different things from the St. Louis Blues team. At times, it felt like we were going after the lottery pick. Uh, at other times, it felt like we were world beaters uh, beating up. Actually, from the first game of the season against the Colorado Avalanche, it felt like this team was a Stanley Cup contender. Didn't really live up to expectations throughout the course of the season. Had a lot of injuries. Had a lot of other things going on. They've got a lot of other things going on right now as well. But... I still think this team is capable of a deep playoff run. We talked about it before. Like, even if you make it out of the first round, like, anything that happens after that, chalk it up as a dub. I think the season is already a dub because they made the playoffs through all of the complications that surfaced this season. But I like our chances against the Colorado Avalanche. And I know I've been beating the dead horse of the matchups in the playoffs for a while now, but I really do think Colorado emerging with the President's Trophy could potentially change the entire landscape of this playoffs uh, because it forced Vegas to play Minnesota as well and honestly I could see I could see Vegas losing that in five because Minnesota's had theirs had their number all season long uh, and even in game one behind a brilliant effort from Marc-Andre Fleury which kind of come to expect the dude definitely stood on his head and you would expect a team like Vegas uh, to take advantage of that and to win and they didn't uh, so I think that especially at home, I think that bodes really well for Minnesota's success. Uh, so if if our hypothesis is correct, just like the way it was correct uh, with Minnesota and Vegas, uh, we could potentially see a slugfest between the St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Maybe a WWE match, maybe a lot like that uh, Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning game where the referees just put away their whistle, which it looked like they did. If they do that tonight... With the Avalanche and the Blues, that definitely benefits the Blues because they can play the style of hockey that they're accustomed to in the playoffs. Big episode today. Got a lot to get into. And just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Yeah, um, huge game tonight for St. Louis. But also, a couple big games over the weekend that I think I want to talk about and I know you you have some thoughts on as well. Um, might as well start right where you left off. And that is a series that I think both of us kind of had the underdog pegs to win. And that is the Minnesota Wild versus the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think we saw in game one just how much trouble Minnesota is going to give Vegas. I think just for the sake of variety, I mean, anytime you go up against the reigning Stanley Cup champion, I'm probably not going to root for you unless it's the St. Louis Blues and Vancouver Canucks. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But Pat Maroon being on the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, tugs at the heartstrings a little bit. But uh, the fact that Florida's been beaten and battered for so long about their fan base uh, and they finally got a good product and a fantastic season, Alexander Barkov getting the recognition he deserves. Uh, Huberto played absolutely out of his mind last night. Um, And I think the rest of the team did too, including 
Bobrovsky uh, standing on his head head at times. And he and we talked about him at the beginning of the season, like this was going to be a big testament to whether, yeah, he's going to whether that gonna, contract is worth it. Exactly. So I think. Uh, I think it's time for the Florida Panthers uh, to have a little bit of success in this league. I don't know if they win the whole thing, uh, but I think they take this series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think it's going to go seven, though. There's no way yeah, after that I first mean, game. I think I think that that Florida Florida game kind of if you're a Panthers fan, it's got to be a similar boat to a Vegas fan. Like coming out of that game with a loss, you're gonna be like, damn, what what more can we do? You know what what I mean? I guess for Vegas, you could you could say the offense could have shown up a little bit more, but even then, like that, that was a complete game. Like Mark Andre Fleury played maybe the best game of his career uh, with some of the saves that he was making, um, and they came up with a loss. And I feel like it's similar, a similar testament over in Florida. Like you, you played, you play, gave Tampa probably the toughest game that they've played in in a very long time. Um, put yourself in a really good position to win, rolling on all cylinders, and you still lose five to four. So it might be one of those things where. You know, matching up against the Tampa Bay Lightning, no matter how good you play, it's 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 the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I feel like I picked the Panthers, and maybe I gave gave them a little bit too much credit, or didn't give the Lightning enough credit because that that Stanley Cup team is still pretty much intact, and they looked like it uh, in Game One. Well, it's also kind of unfortunate that the Tampa Bay Lightning just had two uh, miraculous recoveries uh, from their long-term injured reserve and Kucherov and Stamkos, so. Uh, maybe maybe Florida just runs into a little bit of bad luck there. I don't know. Yeah, yep. And then looking around at the other two East matchups, um, Boston fell to Washington in Game One in overtime, and New York Islanders won uh, Game One as well. So if you guys listen to the predictions I made, um, you would know that I am one for four, which I'm 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 doing real well so far. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think about those series, Tommy? Any any upsets? Any any? surprises so far i still like boston honestly even I though too. they lost game one i uh i think their record was like the best in the league since the trade deadline taylor hall looks like he's fitting in there nicely uh i like i like the capitals but i don't i don't know i don't know if they're gonna have enough to uh beat boston uh over a seven game series so i still like boston there uh yeah the islanders I don't. I don't know if I'm legitimately sold on the Islanders, but I'm definitely going to root for them. Uh, like we said, for the variety thing, I always just like teams that don't stereotypically uh, excel in the playoffs, doing well in the playoffs because it helps grow the sport a little bit more than uh, like a like a three Stanley Cups in a row winning. So uh, I'll, I'll go with the Islanders there too. All right. Yeah, we're talking about we're talking about growing the sport, and that's always important. But if you want to grow your bank account, you should check out Credit Karma. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there is no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements just for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added right back into your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open up your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma money progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. 
Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. And we'll be right back breaking down the Blues matchup against the Colorado Avalanche and what we need to do to come away with a victory in this series. We'll be right back. All right, Tommy. Game one, Blues abs. No David Perron, most likely. It's, good. it's a... It's a tall task ahead of the Blues. What needs to happen for them to come away with a victory? Well, I think we've been talking about it all season long and even leading up to this point, but the physicality's got to be there. And I know uh, occasionally throughout this season, uh, the Blues have been a little more offensive-oriented. We talked about that at the beginning of the season, focused on the power play. I think that's going to be huge as well. Um, But all things considered, I don't think this team has even come remotely close to being in their entire bag of physical play um and the fact that David Perron seems like he's going to be out for game one doesn't help that but I think Clem Costin is going to see a lot of ice time in this series and play an integral part to why the St. Louis Blues are going to emerge victorious I mean talking about Clem Costin the last episode we recorded together was right before he made his debut um and I mentioned his physicality and his hitting and how I think he how I thought he had the potential to grow into the best hitter on the team. Um, it, he didn't really take a whole lot of time to grow into it. He just stepped onto the ice and was it. He led the team in hits in his first game. I don't know off the top of my head if he did so in the second game, but um, just watching him play, he's an absolute presence out there, an absolute menace for other teams. Um, only came away with one, only one point, but came away with only one point in, in, in those two games. But it's a beautiful so much, assist, though. Yeah, absolutely beautiful assist to Jordan Cairo, something that I hope we'll be seeing for years to come, costing to Cairo, um, or vice versa. Uh, but other than that, it, it, it really seemed like he was making an impact. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the biggest problems with some of these guys on this team this year, like guys like Mike Hoffman that we've been talking about, or Zach Sanford, the guys that we've really gotten on and criticized, it's been when they produce, great, but when they're not producing, they're completely invisible. And Clint Costin was the exact opposite. He was everywhere um, in, in those two games that he played. Got a lot of ice time, and I think he's going to be getting even more ice time with Pirano and against a team like Colorado. His physicality could be huge, um, and I think it can sort of uh, rub off on the rest of the team as well. If they see him out there, you know, a rookie going out throwing bodies like that, the rest of the guys are going to want to throw some hits as well. So, Yeah, and we talked about it before, but 18 points on his KHL season in 43 games, uh, he got of those points, well, not 50% of those points, but uh, he got 50% of his season total points in the playoffs. 24 games, he had nine points. So obviously elevates his game a little bit uh, when the the lights are bright. Uh, So hopefully that transitions over to the NHL. Uh, But I think you hit the nail on the head, Josh, uh, and the impact that he has even when he's not producing the numbers. I feel like a guy like Jordan Cairo, uh, he kind of goes quiet, and then, like obviously he's going to still create scoring chances and cause a lot of problems with his skating ability, but when he's not on the score sheet, it almost feels like he hangs his head a little bit, isn't as confident, grips the stick a little bit tighter, and Klim Kostin, like you said, is the exact opposite, and like even like his first shift when he hopped on and was just slinging passes around, moving the puck around in the offensive zone, get not getting banged off the puck, obviously, because he's a big dude, but holding his own defensively, uh, doing all the things that you ask of an NHL player, I feel like that transition from the KHL to the NHL might have made it a little bit easier for Clem Costin. But yeah, dude, I, like I said, I think he's going to have a huge, huge playoff series. I mean, we could potentially be looking at the breakout of Clem Costin here. Uh, and the Blues will get pushed into a position 
to where do they want to use all the games on his ELC? And I think that they will because he's going to help them win a series and potentially a Stanley Cup. So yeah, we'll see so how it goes. I believe he would he would need to play seven more games at this point. Too. Yeah, but obviously that's. I don't think if we're looking at game seven of this series or, or game one of next series, we're going to be looking at, oh man, do we play Clem Costner? Can't do it. So yeah, can't do it. It's a good, yeah, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good problem to have. But another thing is, um, you know, we talk about all the time, the playoff mentality. And I think it's extremely true. Um, you know, that with this team, say this team makes a deep run, the mentality now versus the mentality in three weeks is going to change. You know, the intensity ramps up, the guys start to understand all right, we're here, you know, they start to get into those routines. A guy like Clem Cawson has been in that routine for months and, and is still in that playoff mode. He just won a championship and then hopped on a plane and flew over to participate in another playoff run. So as much as I don't think he's necessarily going to be like a leader in the locker room, that mentality and the fact that he is only a few weeks removed from competing at a championship at uh, an extremely high level is is also going to do wonders for this team, I think. You know, just, just having his cool, calm demeanor um, because, like I said, he's been here before just a few weeks ago is, is going to be really beneficial as well. And we saw it. I mean, obviously he hasn't played in a playoff game yet, but he looked very comfortable out there um, in, in his appearance in the regular season. Yeah, and I think another thing, uh, another person that people might have low expectations for but shouldn't, after the season that Jaden Schwartz had, I feel like it's easy to kind of like forget about him and be like, well, he's going to like go out there, play good defensive hockey, but like, in terms of point production, like this was one of the like the lowest seasons he had in a while. But if you remember 2019 and really like any playoffs, I feel like Jaden Schwartz kind of does the same thing that we talked about with Clem and like elevating his level of play. Had a couple hat tricks there in 2019 was a big part. <laughs> just of, a few. Yeah, just a couple of them. Uh, so that was, that was a big part of this team's success. So and him playing on the same line as Shin, who he's has established chemistry with and your captain, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, I feel like could potentially bode well for this team as well. There's no reason to believe that uh, Jane Schwartz is just going to come in and be the same player that we saw all season long because, like, historically speaking, uh, he's a completely different player in the playoffs. We've seen this one before. We know how it ends. Jaden Schwartz will produce. The sun will come up in the morning. And Built Bar will be the best-tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor, Tommy? Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. So I just got home, and Built Bar sends my like little care packages to my home address, right? So I got two care packages and one of them had a bar in it. I don't think it's released yet, but they just came out with a raspberry cheesecake built bar, bro. No. And I, Dude, I, I, I get home God, on Saturday. Don't I you, swear don't to God is the best protein bar I've ever had in my entire life. I get home next Saturday or Sunday. I'm hoping I got the same thing waiting for me in my Dude, mailbox. It's fire. And they got a birthday cake one in the same one. Oh my goodness. It's fire. So those are the occasional limited time flavors not available for release yet, but Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors that they always have, plus the occasional limited time flavor that you guys need to keep an eye on. I think they drop so them the, Tuesday. Use that promo code. Use that promo code. The original flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double car- double chocolate, salted caramel, and plus those limited time flavors that might be dropping pretty soon. Uh, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. The best part is the reason why I love Bilt Bar so much is not only are they delicious, but they're also healthy. Most of the flavors, you're getting 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So order today. Get that raspberry flavor, baby, mint brownie, whatever you like. Go to BiltBar.com right now. 
Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Swami. I I think the Blues, as we know, still probably have the lowest odds to win the Stanley Cup. And honestly, seeing how these first few days of the playoffs have gone and building up some confidence, I'm ready to I'm ready to put some big money on the Blues. And if I'm doing that, I gotta head over to BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to their website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. That's literally free money. There's no reason to miss out on that anymore. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON for that free 50% welcome bonus. All right, Tommy, I got two questions for you. And they're, and they're, they're along the same vein. And they might be the same answer. I need your locked-on player of the game and your locked-on player of the series. Because they might have different answers. That is true. That is very true. I think... I'll give you mine if, if you want to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, got, I got a good one. Um, I think my locked-on player of the series is going to be Ryan O'Reilly. Um, we know how much he can lock in in the playoffs. He's playing his former team in the Colorado Avalanche. He said, quote, we're going to beat them. Um... He's a guy that you can rely on any any given night. Now, not necessarily a guy that's going to go out there and, and take over game one and put up a hatchet as much as I would love that. That's not really the player that he is. That's not his style, and that's okay. Um, when it comes to my locked-on player of the game, game one, I'm going Jordan Bennington. Without a doubt, I think the the biggest Achilles heel for the Colorado Avalanche is their goaltending um, when it comes to this series. I think the Blues have a clear-cut victory in the goaltending battle, and Jordan Bennington probably is a little bit aware of that of knowing his his ability to sort of win a game for the blues and like i said hasn't had a shutout this season could be tonight who knows um yeah jordan bennington ryan o'reilly my two my two spearheads for for what's going to take this team into round two i like that i like that okay so for the series man i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick with my guns here and go with what i've been saying all podcasts along and say uh maybe not the, i don't know it's gonna be hard to kind of explain so in terms of point production and all of those things, like the flashy stats uh, that you like to look at after the games, I don't think this player is going to change much in that regard. But I think one of the big things that we've talked about with this Blues season, all season, or with this Blues team all season long, is trying to solidify that third line, right? And so uh, putting Kairu Thomas and Hoffman down there uh, was was brilliant for this team, and it really struck fire. Um, so I think. That third line is going to be a staple as well. And I think Clem Costin's physicality that he brings, as well as the offensive potential that he has, uh, he's really, at this point in his career in the NHL, he's still kind of a question mark. Like, we really don't know. But we kind of see flashes of, like, what he could potentially be, and he plays a very sound game. But I don't think we've seen uh, the ceiling of his development yet by any stretch of the imagination, especially... Uh, on the offensive side of the puck so for that reason I think he could be a needle pusher in this series so I'm going to take him for uh, my series player of the game locked on player of the game for tonight man I like the Jordan Bennington pick a lot because especially after he's due he's due especially after last season in the bubble and like how the Canucks were just absolutely dogging him uh he did not play well I think this would be 
crucial for him to bounce back in this playoff series and show fans and show the league and show himself, really, uh, that he's capable of repeating what happened in 2019. The Avalanche have been giving the Blues fits for years, it feels like. Going back to that 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 final day of the regular season for the playoffs, that kind of feels like the beginning of of when I every time I look at the schedules of Colorado, I always think, oh, God dang it, not again. So... I had imagine the team feels the same way. I'm trying to think of something, like, if I want to go with, like, variety, because I, I hate picking the same person as you. We could do, like, Vladimir Tarasenko. How about that? If Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah, if he's playing. I feel like he'll play. They had him on the second line of practice, so. But after being hurt for so long, coming back, and you know what he's capable of in the playoffs. Uh, he's, he's capable of being a game-breaker, a game-changer for a team like the St. Louis Blues. Uh, it feels like it could definitely use one with David Perron out of the lineup. So him stepping up into that role, probably getting some more time on the power play, hopefully producing there, Mike Hoffman, find a little bit of chemistry like they did in the regular season on the power play. Uh, I think that's going to be crucial for this team because I feel like this physicality stuff that we keep talking about, like any team that plays with a ton of speed loves just open ice, right? So if you minimize the ice that they have at all times and start smoking them, Every chance you get, they're going to be second-guessing themselves. They're going to be making plays before they want to make a play. They're going to be rushing passes left and right. Um, and I feel like uh, that just spells success for this Blues team, you know? So I think I think a, a big key to the Blues game is not only checking and finishing their checks every single time, uh, but hitting them hard and knocking guys down, banging them into boards, Playing the blue style of hockey that we saw in 2019, uh, even if the team, even if this team is a little more offensively catered, if they just play one series where they go full commando, like all-out assault against the Colorado Avalanche bodies, I think they will emerge victorious. So, all right. So, what's your prediction then? Your series prediction? Give it to me. I gave it. I, I said Blues in seven on Friday, and I'm sticking with that. I'm. I'll say Blues in six because I don't think. The Colorado Avalanche will last seven games. Like we may, we could be looking at a San San Jose Sharks empty bench kind of scenario for the Avalanche in Game Six, and then the Blues come away with it. So I'll say, yeah, I'll I'll take the Blues in six, four games to two. The morning skate is beginning right now, so we're getting some some updates. No Perron, Vince Dunn is on the ice. A um, little bit of concern. No Scandella yet. Uh, I don't even hear his name on the injury list. So yeah. This that is the first be. I'm hearing of a Scandella issue. And he made that Instagram post last night that said we're coming. So you would okay, assume. So, so I had imagined Scandella was fine. He just, he just had to run to the bathroom Hope before so. tying his skates yeah. or something like there's that. Also more, um, there's also more specifics about David Perron. So. Yeah, we don't know. We, there's still no confirmation that yeah. there's a positive test on him. So just estimated. Could be, he did get a vaccine, but that's also like, what, 80% or 85 depending on the vaccine that he got. Yeah, so he might still have it, not as severe, but still, you know, can't have an outbreak on the team. I don't know. We can't, you know, obviously can't speculate on that as much as as much as it would be nice. Might be without David Perron for the entire series, honestly, as of right now. Not talked about as much either, but it's also going to be a big hole to fill uh, that Jake Wallman's going to be out on the COVID list as well because I thought he played a fantastic season, especially towards the end of it. Yeah, he got really, he got, he started getting a lot more comfortable out there. Um, Barubi stopped stopped sheltering him nearly as much. You know, he was playing he was playing very protected minutes earlier in the season, um, and I think Barubi trusted him a lot more as the season progressed. And near the end of the season, he was getting some real big boy minutes and and, and playing really well with them. So, again, another guy that um, isn't necessarily going to push the needle on his own, but 
definitely a huge, huge impact player to have in your lineup. So hopefully him, Perron, um, Tarasenko, Blay, the whole the whole gang is is at full health as soon as possible because we're going to need him. It starts tonight. It's going to be a late one. What is it, 9, 9.30? 10 p.m. Eastern. 10, 10 Eastern, so for Central, That's it's me. 9. I'll be, yeah. I'll be up till 1 a.m. watching this game. Good luck, brother. <laughs> I can't wait. And I hope hopefully you guys are going to be joining us um watching the game as well and then tuning in on tomorrow's episode hopefully we're gonna have a co- collaboration with locked on abs chris chris Micielli over there it's gonna be a fun episode so definitely stay tuned hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on follow us on twitter instagram tiktok and facebook at locked on blues that way you stay up to date with everything we've got going on all the memes we post uh, follow me on Twitter and Locker Room at Josh Hyman NHL. Hopefully, we're going to get one out tomorrow through the off day or maybe Wednesday before the game. Definitely stay tuned for that. Follow Tommy on Twitter and Locker Room at TWelcher15. Other than that, I think that's all we got time for, Tommy. Any closing messages? Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go, Blues.